Welcome to Absolutely Right, a podcast where we celebrate and decode minds of some outstanding achievers and simplify their secrets and hacks for you to implement in your life. I'm your host Aditi Surana. I am a graphologist and a high performance coach. I interviewed the editor in chief of beautifulhomes.com, Manju Sara Rajan, on the Absolutely Right episode number 61. While sharing her offbeat story, Manju spoke about the importance of being resilient. You might not be able to always get it right, but you need to know that you've tried. You've tried hard and you've tried and you've not given up yep. and not not tried. In the context of high performance coaching, I consider resilience as one of my favorite qualities to imbibe. On today's short episode, let's speak about three things. What does it mean to be resilient and why does it matter? Are you born with it or can you build a muscle for resilience? And six ways to do it. If you're new here, let me fill you in. Absolutely right Friday episodes are designed to create an actionable change. With every episode we create a worksheet or as we call it Friday fun sheet for you to commit to growth and take actions. This is a PDF document that you can download from my website aditisurana.com/podcast. What is resilience? It is that indescribable quality that allows some people to be knocked down by life but come back stronger than ever. Rather than letting failure overcome them, drain their resource, they find a way to rise from the ashes. In short, resilience is your ability to bounce back. Being resilient does not mean that a person won't experience difficulty or distress. People who have suffered major adversity or trauma in their lives commonly experience more emotional pain and stress. In fact, the road to resilience is likely to involve considerable amount of emotional drama. Think about the moments when you were confronted by painful, undesirable, shocking situations. How did you react to them? How did you deal with it? What was your inner dialogue? We cannot always decide what happens to us in our lives, but we can choose our way to approach the situation. I have seen people losing all hopes in their life due to loss of a job, a relationship, or even an opportunity. And I have seen others who bounce back even stronger in similar um, or even much more dire situations. I feel some people might be born with more grit than the others but we all can build resilience by practice the former prime minister of the united kingdom margaret thatcher said you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it resilience is an active process it needs negotiation experimenting questioning your previous decisions and more importantly courage to play the game if you're going through a tough time right now or if you are like me someone who loves to look for the next level of challenge as soon as you hack something then building the muscle of resilience is the way forward here are my six ways to build resilience point number 1 stop seeing a crisis as a problem by that i'm not asking you to think only positive read affirmations or even ignore your problems i'm rather suggesting that you see things for what they are what if this is your training ground You do not master a skill by working comfortably on things that you already know. You actually master things when you decide to walk into difficult situations and build your skills to be comfortable with it. 
My favorite word from Yoga Sutra is in the chapter number 2, the 47th shlok, Prayatna Shaitilya, loosely translated in English as effortless. But it does not do justice to the word because it comes from two beautiful words, Prayatna, which means efforts, and Shaitilya, which means to make numb or non-existent. Prayatna Shaitilya means a level of mastery into something where the efforts become non-existent. I love it. I actually have this word framed in my office. When you make the problem as your training ground, you start looking at every traumatic experience as part of this drill. This is an essential part of building resilience, or I may say building your mental six-packs. Point number two, keep things in perspective. I know it is tough to think about it when you're in the middle of the situation, but that is a time to remind yourself to keep things in perspective. Your feelings of loss, failure, insecurity, betrayal, even being uprooted are real in the moment. I agree. But we all do this. When we feel hurt, we start focusing on that one problem, that one issue so much that we make it the attention of our entire existence. Changing the focus is the key. Zooming out is the way. Most people do not believe when I tell them that I love horror movies. I know. I am generally disappointed with most horror movies as they do not manage to scare me. And I was talking about this to a friend who said, what can she do to work on her fear of horror movies? And I happened to say something that is really relevant to today's conversation. I said, I always know I'm watching a movie, so it does not get overwhelming as I know it will get over. If you're thinking right now that the situation that you are in is the horrifying chapter of your life, then remember it is just a chapter of your entire story. Point number three, make connections. I find this tool extremely effective. First thing is to create your support group and ask for help. I know it is tough, it requires vulnerability, but help people to help you. They have no clue how to go about it. Accepting help and support from those who care about you strengthens resilience. Having said that, I have tried something counterintuitive with many of my clients and it has worked like magic. In the moment of pain, trauma and defeat, when you require help, find ways to help someone, feed someone, assist someone, especially strangers. When you become genuinely of help and genuinely interested in someone else's well-being without any expectations, or even if you see somebody helping the other person, your brain starts functioning differently. It creates different kind of chemicals. Point number four, take decisive actions. If necessity is the mother of invention, then pressure is the mother of performance. I remember saying this in the 56th episode. Action creates that pressure. Act on adverse situations as much as you can. Take decisive actions rather than just sitting there, detaching completely from the problems and wishing that they would disappear. It's not going to happen. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, make sure that you keep moving forward. Martin Luther King Jr. Point number five, look for opportunities for self-discovery. In my research on high performers and achievers, I observe they often learn something about themselves and find that they have grown in some manner as a result of their struggle with loss. Many people who have experienced tragedies and hardships have reported better relationships, greater sense of strength, even while feeling vulnerable, increased sense of self-worth, 
and heightened appreciation for life. Point number six, take care of yourself. Pay attention to your own needs and feelings. Engage in activities that you enjoy and find relaxing. You know, I understand. I'm saying that this is all about gamifying your pain and growing through it and showing resilience. But without the player, there is no game. So make sure that you have some way to strengthen and relax your body as well as your mind. I recommend this fascinating tool of graphotherapy to do that. On my website, we have many free resources already mentioned. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Absolutely Right. Please review, comment and share this podcast with anybody who can get benefited by these conversations. Also send me your questions on my Instagram handle at Aditi Sarana. Tomorrow is World's Mental Health Awareness Day. On this occasion, we decided to create a special awareness drive around calmness called Kama Sutra with Aditi Sarana. For the entire month of October, every day I will be doing 12 minutes of handwriting-based meditation process on my Instagram as InstaLive. All the details are mentioned on aditisarana.com slash kamasutra, C-A-L-M. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IBM Network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Let's connect on Wednesday. Till then, happy writing. I hope you enjoyed that show. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week and tell for supporting us. So Justine Royal came on Storytellers and Storytellers this week with Vineet. It was a really interesting conversation. Do definitely check that out. Hamsuni Hariran is back on the Prakati podcast after an extended absence. Hamsuni was one of the original hosts along with Pravan, but she was unable to continue. But we're glad to have her back. She's talking about her experiences since she left. She's been studying in China. Definitely check that out. You'll enjoy that. Abhijit Ganguly was on Cyrus Says a couple of weeks ago, and he had such a great time, and we were so happy to have him on that we asked him to join us for Cock and Bull, and he was on this week. Do check that out. And lastly, I'd like to mention our Tamil show. We've been doing a show called Kadai Podcast Ponyan 7, hosted by Kavita Jeeva. She has been phenomenal. She's rewritten the stories in a way which really, you know, they speak to a modern audience. But Ponyan 7 is over, and she started a new story, though. The new story that she started is Sivakamian Sabatham. I'm sure I mangled that pronunciation, and I'm sure you'll love it if you're a Tamil speaker. Do definitely check it out. And with that, I hope to see you again next week. Beta, did you know 79% of all scientists in NASA are Indian only? Dekho, India mein tax sirf middle class bharti hai. Everyone is just enjoying free, yaar. Aaj kal ke youngsters are only interested in partying and enjoying. Unko desh ki padi hi nahi hai. Beta, tum bas shadi kar lo. Uske baad to you can enjoy life like anything. I will tell you what this country needs. This country needs 15 years of dictatorship. That is the only, the only way to become a superpower. See the Chinese, how much they've progressed. So now, tumne ye WhatsApp forward dekha? So what's common between all of these statements? They're all absolutely rubbish. Fake WhatsApp forwards that spread like wildfire. And statements that defy any logic. They are here to debunk them all. Where are family WhatsApp groups? Worst nightmare. Where what happens when you read a book? Basically, we're just a bunch of guys who want to cut through the bullshit of everyone saying this, how it won't be true. So that the next time someone confidently squeezes out some WhatsApp or Twitter BS, you will look them dead in the eye and go, Uncle... Please sit. So join me, Joel. And me, Tushar. Every Mondays for a fresh new episode of Uncle, Please Sit.